All right, let me ask you a question. Are you struggling with finding investors? Okay, maybe you already have some friends and family and you're kind of exhausting your personal network and you're scratching your head going, how can I find more investors? Maybe people I've never even met before. If that's you, then this episode is going to be very interesting for you because we're going to give you a new tool in the toolbox that you probably have never considered before and is working really well for a lot of people. And that is LinkedIn. Now, you guys probably already know LinkedIn. You've, it's been around for a long time. And I, in fact, I even used it a long time ago. Uh, you know, you, people normally use it to find jobs, and that's what it's been used for. But today's guest uses LinkedIn to find new investors, to raise money. And I've been through his, uh, his training myself because I was so intrigued by it, and it's really good. And I was like, Yaakov, we got to have you on the show where you kind of talk about this in more detail. It is, it is unbelievable. So we're going to talk about how we can use LinkedIn to find new investors and nurture those relationships uh, so that they um, actually invest with you. And LinkedIn makes it uh, very easy to create lists of target and segments of target for the right potential investors. And Jakob's going to talk about his framework, his blueprint of using LinkedIn to raise capital is really awesome. And before we get in the show, make sure you guys are heading over to DealmakerLiveEvent.com and grabbing tickets for DealMaker Live. Uh, the super early bird has expired. Now we're in early bird ticket pricing and you definitely want to go over. We've, we're doing it in the same place we did it last year at the Hilton Anatole in Dallas, July 16 to 18. And it's going to be in the same exact place because it was so unbelievably awesome, which also means that we are capped at 500 and we were at 500 last year. So we are definitely going to sell out. You want to head over to your tickets and get them right now at dealmakerliveevent.com. There's a who's who of multifamily already registered to speak there. And uh, check it out at dealmakerliveevent.com. All right, let's get right into the show. Let's do this. You're listening to the Apartment Building Investing Podcast, where we'll talk about all aspects of buying apartment buildings with a special focus on raising money from others. And now, your host, Michael Block. All right, this episode is sponsored by The Investor Incubator. This is our mentoring program. If you believe in mentoring, you have the ability to invest in your future and multifamily syndication. This is the best program out there on the planet because we get so many results. So many of our students do first deals and quit their jobs. It's the only program where you get a chance to work one-on-one with a full-time syndicator who have hundreds of units and are raising millions of dollars and you get to spend one-on-one with these, with these people. In fact, we have a team of advisors that we create around you. I'm just really excited about this program. So if that's something that you might be interested in, head on over to themichaelblank.com forward slash mentor and set up a free strategy session uh, with us. And uh, it's going to be a great way for you to explore whether it's a fit for mentoring. Uh, and if not, then we'll point you in the right direction. So head on over to, to themichaelblank.com forward slash mentor if that's something that you want to explore. All right, let's get right in the show here with Yakov Smart Dealmakers. And we're going to explore how we can use LinkedIn to raise money for your deals. Let's do this. Hey, Yakov, welcome to the show today. Hey, good to be here. Yeah, so I'm really excited about this because you have a really, really exciting strategy. One of the major problems that we all have as syndicators and capital raisers is how do we attract and find more investors? Because there's at one point you kind of you're like, I can't meet enough new people face to face in that meetings. How do how do you do that? And we talk about that in the sense of building an online platform and maybe SEO and paid Facebook ads and and, and things that and those are all fine. But you have a very interesting strategy 
using LinkedIn. And I know this only because we've been working together for a little while and you actually had put out a course or a training on this and it was really, really interesting way to use LinkedIn for maybe what it wasn't intended to do in some way, but it's really effective. And so a lot of people that you've been working with that are specifically multifamily syndicators have used it to find more investors. Now, having said that though, one of the things before we get into LinkedIn strategy, uh, one of the things I hear a lot though is that there's not enough money out there and I don't know anybody with money. And what do you, how do you respond to that based on what you're seeing right now in the market? Well, it looks like there's a, there's always money available, right? I mean, money is one of those things. There's, it's available and there's people wanting to invest their money and generate high returns, which they can do in multifamily real estate. And I see oh, the people with money aren't necessarily the ones clicking on Facebook ads. There's usually not a correlation. There's a little more skepticism. There's a lot more trust to be built. That's why establishing that expertise is so important. That's one of the things we'll talk about with LinkedIn. The other thing though, is to pinpoint the right people based on behavior who are looking to invest, who are at least curious about real estate. And oftentimes the people with money who aren't investing in real estate yet, I think they don't know what they don't know. And that's one of the things that LinkedIn can be great for bridging the gap for along with just finding those people because you know when it comes to the people who have the money or the resources in this case who may be interested in investing there's a lot of competition for that there's a there's a lot of people vying to have them invest with them so it's important to find the right people and have the right message and be able to scale that and the, this new way of using LinkedIn that we're going to talk about allows somebody to do all those it's very interesting. You mentioned a few things and really unpacked that. You're saying that a lot of the these passive investors uh, are not on Facebook. We've seen a lot of that. Uh, for example, we've even, we've even done traditional stuff where we created meetups to try to attract passive investors and they never showed up. What, what, who showed up with a lot of active investors? Passive investors aren't going to meetups. They're not, uh, they're not as much on Facebook. These are busy individuals. They're business owners. They're executives. They're professionals, attorneys, or doctors. And so that makes it a lot, a lot more challenging to reach some of these people in some of the traditional ways. And your solution to that is LinkedIn. Why would that be a good solution to solve this problem? Well, the fact of the matter is LinkedIn is the platform where they're hanging out. If they're going to be hanging out anywhere online, it's LinkedIn. The average household income on LinkedIn, and this is average, is $115,000. Wow, That's I didn't know that. average, yeah. So the people on LinkedIn, there's a couple things you need to know about them. They tend to be more affluent. They're there for different reasons than they are on Facebook. They're actually there to learn, which is big. I believe in education first market, as anybody who's raising capital in this space should. And they're also there to make key connections, to learn, to grow, and to expand, to expand themselves both professionally, but also to expand their wealth, to be able to leave a legacy and all those things that people in that bracket want, right? And so there's the social media that they're spending their time on is the professional network platform. It happens to be LinkedIn, especially you talk about people like busy executives, right? I mean, it's important for them to be on LinkedIn, for them to be paying attention, for them to look good on LinkedIn. There's a stat out there. There's about 40 million direct decision makers. And we're talking about in large companies who frequent LinkedIn, who are spending a considerable amount of time there. There's also, when it comes to influencers, you pull that together, there's about 100 million individuals who are either direct influencers in their organizations or who are the direct decision makers. We're also talking about small business owners, people like attorneys, doctors. They're on LinkedIn as well. And again, the context is very different than why they would be on Facebook. Because sure, they have a Facebook profile, they have an Instagram, whatever the case may be. They even may have one of those TikTok accounts, right? You know, that new social media app. 
But at the same time, the only one that they're going to take seriously is going to be LinkedIn. And you want to establish yourself as an authority rather than a commodity because everybody's putting their Facebook ads out there and there's a lot of saturation versus on LinkedIn. You can build that relationship, actually meet the person and have that authenticity and make sure that you're talking with the right person as well, which is what makes it so very lucrative. Now, the other thing about LinkedIn as a whole, the platform has changed, the platform has evolved. They've made it more attractive for people to spend time on. The last quarter alone, user activity was up by about 33%. So people are spending more time there. They're engaging with content. Like I said, they want to learn. They want to grow. And it's a way to reach people directly because most people, the way that they check LinkedIn is on their mobile device. So you never, in human history, never have we had the ability to reach somebody of that caliber, that type of decision maker, directly on their cell phone within minutes. And it's that's what makes it so powerful. It's finding the right person in the right context. And when you have the right message, when you have the right strategy, it's a great way to start those conversations and start raising capital for your investments. So what I'm hearing you saying is these people that we're trying to reach are not in the traditional social media channels, but they appear to be very active in LinkedIn because they want to connect with other people. They want to network with people and they want to learn people. And the reputation of LinkedIn, of course, is that it's, it's much more, more professional environment. And therefore, I, I suppose, a higher degree of trust. Now, typically, LinkedIn has historically been used to find jobs. You know, in fact, uh, you know, that's the primary reason it was there. How did you, why, and why would LinkedIn be a good way to try to attract investors? Like you're using LinkedIn in a completely different way that I, you know, maybe people haven't thought about. I hadn't thought about it when I first, you know, uh, spoke to you about it. I was like, that's very interesting. Why does LinkedIn work so well for raising capital? Well, it's a great point, right? Because LinkedIn used to be this big resume platform. Everybody just posted their resumes and sort of didn't know what to do. And they've really come a long way since Microsoft bought them a few years ago in making it a more interactive social media where people can go to connect, learn, and grow. And you're absolutely right. A lot of these individuals, these potential investors, they don't go to networking events. They're never going to go to a meetup or a networking event. That's just, they don't want to waste their time. I mean, that's just the, they want to be able to make connections and learn on their time, not somebody else's. And that's one of those things that these types of individuals love their autonomy. And LinkedIn gives you more of that autonomy. So I talk about this in terms of a new way of using LinkedIn. The book that I wrote a few years ago is called Disrupting LinkedIn. So it's a new way of going out there and making key connections. And it's as if you want to picture, you know, imagine be going to an event, right? If you did go to an in-person event and there were 300 individuals there or 500 or 1,000 who all happened to fit the mold of that investor that you're looking for, and they were the only people there and you were the only one with your unique offer, right? That's the type of context that you can create on LinkedIn with the right strategy, which makes it so uniquely powerful. And there's still not too many investors who are tapping into it in this way. Most investors, most of the people listening to this probably are scratching their heads a little bit because they've had a LinkedIn profile maybe for a number of years or maybe in their jobs before they got into real estate investing. And now it just sits there like a resume. And a lot of people in this space can probably barely remember their password, but they know where you're probably getting the aha of, wait a minute, you can reach the exact people you want on LinkedIn, which makes it so lucrative and important right now. Now, Yakov, you've been working with LinkedIn for, for a while. Tell us a bit about your LinkedIn background and how you kind of uh, came to the conclusion that uh, not only is LinkedIn good for networking, finding jobs, but also for raising capital. How did this all come about? 
Yeah, great question. So I started on social media in eighth grade, actually. I've been, I've been one of the OGs of social media, right? I pretty much had it my whole life. And, you know, my whole reason for being on social media was to hit on girls. That was my original intention. It wasn't, it wasn't to raise capital <laughs> or to generate leads. That wasn't quite the story, right? So I've been on social media for a while, but on LinkedIn since I was a college student, actually. And the first time I actually used LinkedIn for growing a business was when I was in software sales. So I used to have to call on business owners and try to get meetings with them and sell them software. And it just wasn't working too well because they were busy and they didn't want to take a cold call from some random stranger and rightfully so, right? But with LinkedIn, I started to say, wait a minute, if I can reach people directly with the right message, I bet you I can get more responses. So I discovered very much unintentionally a new way of using LinkedIn. And I started going out and I was living in Vegas at the time and networking with business owners. And I would nonchalantly mention some of the success that I was having on LinkedIn because I thought everybody was using LinkedIn in this way. It just made so much sense to me. There was this caliber of individual you could reach them directly. You could get the right person to take action. But it turned out people weren't. People kind of scratched their heads and said to me, well, you mean to tell me I can use this dusty old thing, this resume that I had on LinkedIn to actually go out there and generate new business? I said, well, if I'm doing it, I can show you how. So I started to turn this into a business. This was several years ago. And, you know, fast forward a little, when I first started to learn about the sphere of real estate investing, I said to myself, and again, I thought that investors were very well aware of these strategies, but it turns out that the challenge right now is in finding capital, right? Is in finding the person who's actually qualified to invest in your deals, right? And funding is such a big thing. And so when it comes to LinkedIn, you have people who, again, are there for a very specific context, and this new way of using LinkedIn applies to these people perfectly, right? Because I've had clients in all sorts of different niches and verticals who have also marketed to what I call hard-to-reach individuals, right? And we talk about hard-to-reach individuals. We're talking about C-level executives, for example. We're talking about attorneys. We're talking about doctors, plastic surgeons, people who everybody thinks has money, dentists, right? And everybody wants to reach. At the same time, they're getting inundated with marketing. So part of the challenge is, and what I talk about a lot when we work with people in our programs, is how do you establish that uniqueness on LinkedIn? Rather than, because some people have caught on, some people are going out there and sending these long-winded sales messages. You know, you have your SEO companies from India sending you these long, next great American novels, pitching you their stuff. And so what we're talking about here is, how do you come across authentic on LinkedIn because there's a certain innate level of skepticism in these individuals, right? And what we have to do is develop a strategy that's congruent to authenticity. It's congruent to bridging that gap, creating that trust factor, and simply getting the right person to raise their hand and want to know that next step, okay? And when it comes to the money conversation, right? When it comes to actually getting somebody to consider giving you their money, right? To putting that much risk on the line, it has to be an education-first approach. So I'm of an information-first approach when it comes to LinkedIn, talking to the right person, having the right messages, getting them to raise their hand and ultimately getting them to invest. Yeah. So, so I, I love that. And I, I went, before we get into kind of how you're using LinkedIn and what mistakes are people doing, I'm curious, how did you get involved in specifically multifamily syndications? Because it's, it's, it's interesting that you honed in on the one thing that, of course, we do and everybody in this podcast does is multifamily syndications and raising money of all the different ways that LinkedIn can be used. How did you ever get involved in the, into the syndication world? How did that come about? Yeah, it's a good question. So there's a gentleman out here in Arizona, which is where I am currently, and he had an REI club. And I was intrigued because he had different types of investors. And so I quickly realized 
different paths of real estate investing. And I'm certainly somebody I love learning. And I know real estate investing is a great vehicle for building wealth. And it's really cool and really fun. And so um, when I started to learn about his group, we did a webinar together. This was a while ago. And I quickly realized that the people in the world of real estate investing who would benefit from this most are the people who are in syndication, are the people who are raising capital, right? Because you know the the challenge that they have and the, the questions that they would come to him with and the questions that they asked about LinkedIn was, you know, shoot, where do I go to find these affluent individuals? Maybe I don't come from that background. Maybe I don't have a $100,000 a year country club membership. I'm just sort of getting started. I need to raise capital. Where do I go? And more importantly, how do I have the confidence and authority to get these people interested? Right? That's been a common theme, common question. And that's something we could talk about for hours. And it happened that LinkedIn was a way to accelerate that process because there's nothing like going out there, making those key connections. And instead of having to remember some elevator pitch or do some fancy marketing or come up with a great next great SEO strategy, right? This is a way to where they immediately see your profile to spark curiosity, to spark credibility. And then through using your messaging, through using your content to get the right person to take action. So that's what led me into understanding how this can be used for multifamily investing. And it's such a great opportunity because for a lot of people in the space, Michael, as you probably know, you know, if you get one or two key connections who invest in your deals, that can make a world of a difference. That's potentially hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. And that's exactly right. And, and it, this is how why raising money is, is quite a bit different than almost anything else you do on social media with pay traffic or otherwise, where it's typically uh, a numbers game, a traffic game. You make it up in, in, in sheer volume. This is totally different. So instead of a shotgun approach, it's much more of a, a rifle approach almost. And it's a more of a one-on-one -on -one thing. But having said that, the tools that you provide and that LinkedIn provides make that very efficient. So it's not it's not it's not one-on-one -on -one as either. But it's a it's a much more personal way to reach out people, and you don't need fifty people to invest with you, right? You need a very small number of people, and it could be even that one person that could just propel you to the next level in the investing. So you mentioned earlier that you know when you first got started, you noticed that a lot of people you know have outdated profiles or just put their resume up there, and you know what are some of the mistakes you see people making, the ones that are actually on LinkedIn? Uh, what are some of the things that that are that they're doing wrong? Well, the number one biggest mistake, and then there's a lot of these, right? So I'll give you the biggest ones. The first one is being unintentional, right? So somebody decides one day, wait a minute, I can maybe raise capital on LinkedIn, or maybe I can achieve some outcome. Now they're going to put in a couple hours and post a bunch of stuff or you know, do a bunch of different things. And some people think that the more time that they spend on LinkedIn, the better results they're going to get. And I'm here to tell you, there is zero correlation. You could spend less time and you want to spend less time on LinkedIn and get more results, right? It's not a matter of you that you have to put six hours a day into social media. I would go crazy if that was the way to do it. I spend about 15 minutes a day and you should be as well, but because you need a system and a strategy, right? So it's about being intentional and having a system in place and working the system. And you're absolutely right. It's not as much of a shotgun approach as it is a rifle approach and having that type of depth and establishing yourself as the authority and the expert. So that's the first big mistake is lacking that intentionality and not reverse engineering the outcome and instead spending a bunch of time, you know, show, sort of throwing paint at the wall with not much happening. It's what a lot of business owners and investors do on LinkedIn. Second big mistake you mentioned is the profile piece, right? So having something out there that isn't up to date, it looks more like a resume and it's all about you. Okay. It's all about you and your accomplishments and accolades. And I think that's nice. There's a place to weave that in. Absolutely. 
But at the same time, the goal of the profile isn't to write an executive bio. It's not to have something fancy drafted as your bio. It's to have something that makes when that person sees your profile, you have a quick second to make that first impression, right? Especially when there's only a few individuals you're really wanting to attract. It's having something in the profile that's about them, that makes you an attractive individual for them to connect with and potentially learn more about investing with you. And so the way to do that, and we'll talk more about this, we'll talk about the webinar a little bit later, we'll get into much more depth on the three P's of irresistible LinkedIn profiles, but the key concept here is, what is it that you can say on your LinkedIn profile to get the right person to take action, okay? And oftentimes, it's meeting them where they're at. A lot of these people who you want to invest with you don't even know the ins and outs of this. They don't know that this thing exists. They think investing in real estate, quite frankly, is having to manage a bunch of properties which they don't have the time for. They don't have the time to do the work and paint the house, you know? So a lot of them don't know what they don't know. And it's addressing that on the LinkedIn profile and meeting them on that journey. So that's the second big mistake. The other big mistake is going out there and you know taking that shotgun approach and pitching a bunch of people. So as soon as you connect, coming up with the sales pitch, coming up with the greatest LinkedIn message in the world. And a lot of people ask me, what is that perfect message that gives a response every time? And the answer is there's no such thing, right? There's no such thing as a perfect message that gets a response every time. However, it is taking that person through a journey and there's very specific formats and formulas that absolutely work. So it's understanding what those are and having sort of that multifaceted approach. The other piece is a lot of people focus way too much on creating content. And that's great if you're a content creator. That's great if you enjoy being on video and creating content, writing blogs. And you know, there's a place for that. But for most of you, the biggest thing is you want to have a few key assets that you can repurpose again and again. That's what really works better on LinkedIn. And oftentimes, rather than starting a conversation or sitting down at your computer and feeling that pressure that you should be posting something, you should be saying something and coming up with what to say. It's one of the hardest things in the world. Instead, you're much better off entering the conversation in people's minds, entering the conversation these individuals are already talking about on LinkedIn. So those are a couple of the big mistakes that I see along with what it boils down to the bottom line is not having a system in place and not working the system. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's a that's a lot of mistakes there. Um, that's that's amazing. So, all right. So, just describe to me how you do it right. And I think we already you already referenced some of those things. Uh, you talked about uh, one of the main mistakes is a profile, right? And and getting the profile right is certainly one of them. So when someone does check you out, you're actually speaking to them. The other mistake that you say people make is just feeling this urge to post content. I'm certainly guilty of that because I feel the urge to post content. But in LinkedIn, it's more about conversations as well. So, how do you do it right then? How do you use LinkedIn in the right way? So I'll give you what the formula is, and we can go deeper on any of these, right? But here's the formula that's proven to work that will work for what, what you're looking for in terms of raising capital, right? And I call it the spot formula. It's something I came up with. And um, each of these we could spend hours on because there's a lot of depth here. There's a, a lot to learn. There's a lot of nuance, as you can imagine. So the S stands for start with your lists, right? So it's having the ability to go out there on LinkedIn and find the exact person you're looking for. Another big mistake that people make is they're not talking to the right person, right? So you know, you're going to have people out there and say, okay, great. I just want to target every doctor, okay? Well, there is specifics. What if I told you you could target doctors based on behavior? What if you could target them based on people who have already expressed an interest in real estate or doctors who are already in specific groups or have specific affiliations, interested in personal growth, right? So there's ways to segment those lists. 
oftentimes the very first challenge is a who challenge. If you're not talking with the right who, if your profile is not geared for that one person, if your messaging and your content aren't geared for the right who, it becomes infinitely harder to achieve the outcome you're looking for. The P is positioning yourself to play the part. It's positioning yourself as that authority, as that credible expert using your LinkedIn profile, right? Because if you're not going to position yourself as an authority, if your profile is anything less than a positioning piece and a marketing asset, you risk not even getting your foot in the door on the connection. You risk somebody just saying next or worse, looking like a salesperson, right? These individuals, it's a very different approach. It's not the Facebook ad, they're going to sell me stuff, they're going to be cute approach. That doesn't really work on LinkedIn for the types of individuals who you're looking for, these types of hard to reach individuals. So positioning yourself to play the part. The O, and this is the one that we could spend even more time on, is optimizing for what they want. Okay, So it's optimizing not for what you want, for what they want. And there's two big pieces to doing this. There's the conversations, that's direct messages, okay? Direct messages, the LinkedIn inbox. And there's also an email can be a part of the strategy as well. It's one of these nuances as well. And then it's the content, either the posting of the content or how you're interacting in certain conversations. It's going to optimize for what they want. It's going to get the right people to say, hmm, this is for me. I want to know more. What's the next step? Getting the right person to take the right action. That's big. And the T, and this is where a lot of people struggle as well, is transitioning the relationship. Okay. Do I think that somebody based on LinkedIn is going to go ahead and give you 100, 200, 300,000 or more in a LinkedIn conversation? Absolutely not. No way, right? If they're, they have any brains about them, absolutely not. However, what you want to do on LinkedIn is you want to use it as a place to then transition the conversation offline, okay? Transition into a phone call, a Zoom meeting, in-person meeting, getting somebody to meet with you and have a more in-depth conversation, right? And that transition piece is about qualifying them, but it's also about taking the relationship offline because that's where the business is done. Yeah, this is great. And you're right. We could probably spend a lot uh, more on each of these. In fact, maybe we will, Yaakov. I think there's enough here to kind of maybe do a little, you know, live training where you maybe, you know, we see some of this in action. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I'd love to. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll work on that. But let's, let's start with your four points. You're starting with a list. And, and, and just from what I know and, and, uh, and how, having worked with you on this thing, uh, LinkedIn makes it really easy to find people. Can you talk about a little bit of what are some of the tools that are available in LinkedIn where you create what you call these lists or segments or whatever else where you literally can find people that match your criteria? Like what, what is, how does LinkedIn help you in that way? Yeah, so there's four ways to build lists on LinkedIn. First way is the old school sort of free search. There's a search bar on LinkedIn. You can search by keywords. You can search by areas where people are located. You can search by occupations. So it's a very much a surface level search, but for a lot of the times, it's a really good starting point. The fascinating thing about this is in the past, you used to have to pay a list broker a few thousand dollars just to get a list that you would then have to scrub because by the time you got the list, it would probably be outdated. LinkedIn, you can do this within a matter of minutes when you have a good strategy. Okay. So there's the free search. Okay. There's searching by groups. You can see what groups people are already a part of and join those groups and find people inside of LinkedIn groups. There's the sales navigator search, which is my personal favorite because it takes everything from the original search and it goes much deeper. We're talking about searching based on behavior and occupation, the number of years that somebody's been at their company. Right. So for example, if somebody is an executive and they're likely to have a good IRA or a good 401k, like that type of person who's thinking about retirement in their 50s, for example, you can find that type of person based on behavior. And that's where a lot of the people listening to this are going to want to learn how to do. Okay. And then there's the paid traffic side of LinkedIn, which in most cases 
You can do a lot more on LinkedIn on the organic side with the first three searches that I mentioned, but for some of you, the pay traffic could make a lot of sense as well. And there's some nuances there to advertising, funnel, all those things that we don't necessarily need to get into right now, but you can also segment people um, based on the paid traffic search and you're going to get really good accurate information because link people on LinkedIn disclose a lot more information because it's that important platform. Yeah, that's that's right. And and then positioning yourself has a lot to do with uh, with your profile. And I remember, I know in your in your program you spent a lot of time actually getting that profile right because when someone clicks on your profile and that's the first thing they see, and then the second thing was really getting that list down. And that was fascinating to see how you you were building lists. I mean, you were searching for whatever your your avatar is. It could be dentists. It could be. Uh, attorneys it could literally at one point you were just searching for accredited the word accredited i'm like holy cow there's literally that it's like a thing and so you create these lists and then the third one was optimizing for what they want and messages and emails and content and talk about some of the tools that are available i think you even use an add-on tool uh that allowed you to scale that up so when i think of linkedin i'm thinking okay i'm gonna i'm gonna contact this one person i'm gonna send them a message and i'm gonna contact the next person send a message but there are actually tools that allow you to automate that and scale that up in, in really amazing ways can you talk about that some more yeah, and that's really important to be able to scale, right? Because that's how, when I see 15 minutes a day, that's how it's done. It's not to say that the activity isn't happening, but I just have somebody doing it for me, and that happens to be artificial intelligence, right? So it's using artificial intelligence to scale this up. And the key thing is, and I want you to think about this, right? So let's say, you know, we have a scenario where somebody has a list of 750 potential investors, right? And it's a pretty, it's a really good segmented list. You've used the right strategies. Now it's like, okay, how much time is it going to take to reach out to these investors? Well, it's not going to take much time at all. Okay. What you're going to do is when you have the right messages in place using this artificial intelligence, what you can do is you can plug that list in there and you can have multiple follow-up steps, right? Because you're going to want to connect with them first. But after they connect, it's the LinkedIn version of a drip campaign where you can go out there and you know, using different strategies, different content, asking different things. You can have automated follow-ups. So, hey, as soon as they connect, it's as if they've opted in and now they're getting messages directly from you. And every time they get a message, what are they likely to do as well? They're likely to check out your profile. It's intriguing if it's set up the right way. So what's great about this automation tool is you can reach out, you can send up to 100 to 125 messages a day that go out on your behalf that are customized to be personalized. And it's a great way to scale this up. And I'm of the school of thought, Michael, that the only people that are worth taking the time to manually respond to are the people who are actually interested and qualified or the people who have actually raised their hand. And if somebody hasn't expressed an interest yet, there's nothing wrong with having an automated follow-up. Your open rate is going to be considerably higher than it would be with email, for example, right? Because if you just bought a cold list of 500 dentists, for example, you started emailing them, first of all, a lot of the emails wouldn't get read or open. A lot of the emails would get deleted on LinkedIn it gets read. You can see when it gets seen. So you're going to get a much higher open rate, a much higher response rate. And the automation makes things that much easier. Now, in our programs, and we don't really, I don't think we really have time to get into this today, but there's definitely some best practices when it comes to automation because there's a lot of different tools out there, different strokes for different folks. There's some different price points on these automation tools as well. However, there's also a list of best practices because it's kind of a gray area with LinkedIn, right? None of these tools are necessarily owned by LinkedIn. However, they work really well with LinkedIn as long as you're abiding by the best practices. And the only times that people have issues with these tools is generally when they just 
go stir crazy and start doing all sorts of things with the tools that are inappropriate or they go way above what needs to be done on LinkedIn. So it's important to, again, have the tools be a part of that strategy, but just automating and doing bulk usually isn't the best approach. What the tools do is they help you add that cherry on top. They really give you a way to save a ton of time and then be able to plug in what your system and strategy is. Yeah, I think uh, one of the tools was Meet Edgar, I think, uh, or something like that, that you guys are using. There's, like you said, there's, there's several of them, but it's basically you're automating these messages. And when you get a response back, you can automate some of that. But at one point, you get into the fourth point where you transition to relationship, right? So if someone is interested or they engage with you or they accept your connection, the conversation then starts becoming more offline and less automated. But it's obviously a subset of that. And I love that. So when you're transitioning a relationship, what do you mean by that? So it's transitioning a relationship, you know, when they've expressed interest, it's continuing to ask questions, key curiosity. It's just as if, you know, again, we'll go with that metaphor of you're in a room with 200, let's say, accredited investors. Okay. And you started talking to them. You're usually not going to say, hey, you want to invest 100K with me? Usually that's usually not going to be the first thing out of your mind. That's a, a bad way to start. Yeah, bad way to start, right? Same thing on LinkedIn. You don't want to start it that way either. Yet some people would, right? So um, what you're going to do, but let's say you're talking to them and let's say they're interested, right? Let's say, you know, oh, tell me more about that. Or, oh, you know, I thought about doing this, right? You know, they start asking those questions, right? Or they start expressing that curiosity. It's understanding what's the next step. So, okay, we're both interested. Well, let's set up a meeting or let's get you our packet. Okay, get you something to review. Okay, so then it's transitioning that conversation to either a call, maybe even in-person meetings, certainly to email and asking them to transition, to asking them when they're ready, right? And that's when you ultimately will get them to decide to do business with you, right? After that transition has, has been happened. So the mistake that happens there oftentimes is people get too long-winded. They keep it in LinkedIn too long and they don't really get to the point or they they cut it too early. They're like, hey, let's hop on a call. Here's my calendar link in the first message, which is a big no-no when you're talking to people who are busy and who you know are getting pitched to all the time. So those transitions are key and it's all about having if-when scenarios, right? So if somebody responds a certain way, Here's what my response is going to be. Here's the framework for the response, right? Or when somebody says that they're interested and asks this question, it's about pattern recognition. Okay, here's the response that they're going to get. And you can automate this to a point. Part of it is a little manual, but I like the if one scenarios. I call it human automation, right? Because oftentimes you're going to have you know certain patterns in the answers that you're getting, the responses that you're getting, and that human automation, having those templates makes it much easier for you and it makes it more systematic. Yeah, that's right. I mean, so what you're saying is you can have a copy and paste thing, you know, when when you get this kind of response, you can copy and paste this one. So it's it's human automation in the sense that humans doing it, but it's still somewhat automated because you have, you know, very common content you can use over and over again. I find it interesting that you said that you can actually use this to speak to people who are not even thinking about investing in real estate. Now, I always find that pretty hard to do. Uh, when you're taking someone, maybe maybe they think they have a problem, maybe they don't think they have a problem, but they're certainly investing in the stock market, right? That's, I mean, the, the market is huge for stock market. How successful have you been in getting someone from that mindset to kind of going, huh, you mean there's something else besides the stock market and to become interested? How effective is that? So it's definitely more of an uphill battle. However, if you use information-based marketing, right, if you're using content up front, it's making them say, wait a minute, hmm, 
I didn't know this was possible. And that's why it's addressing that on the profile is important too. Like addressing, do they think that there's possibilities, right? Or maybe their notion of real estate investing that we talked about earlier is they have to go in there and be in the house every weekend, fixing it up and you know manage renters and do all that, all the things that they don't have time to do, right? So maybe they don't know what they don't know, or maybe they've been investing in the stock market and certainly... You know, you're not going to say due to compliance that they're going to get higher returns guaranteed, anything like that. I'm not saying that at all, but I am saying, hey, what if there's a possibility to do a little better, to have a little more control and to get to where you want to go, right? So it's starting that conversation where they're at. If they're in the bucket of people that haven't expressed interest, it's starting with content, right? And then asking the questions um, of what they would be interested in, sort of meeting them where they're at as well. Another strategy is building a LinkedIn group, which makes sense for some people. It's about information, it's about education and getting and seeing who's going to raise their hand and even respond to that, who's interested in learning more. Because I think a lot of people are curious when it comes to this type of passive real estate investing. At the same time, it's just so far-fetched for them. They don't know what they don't know. And it's a little scary as well. So, you know, it's, it's so important to meet them where they're at, enter the conversation in their mind, regardless of where they are in that journey. So you're talking about educating uh, investors, and that's certainly what what we do as as well. And we have all kinds of information to to do that. And you do that long enough, and people, some people, will kind of perk up and go, "Well, that's really interesting." Uh, and that's where they start trying to ask questions and 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 raise and and become more interested in that. So what you're saying is, when you approach someone, you approach someone from wherever they are. If they're not thinking real estate, you approach them in one way. If they're already thinking real estate, you approach another way. You draw them back to the profile where they uh, they find kind of where they are. You're speaking to them and then there's a, a next step on there where you're transitioning their relationship is that is that kind of the process they're using yeah exactly in a nutshell that is the process and it's a matter of oftentimes wording is so important too because yeah. one thing not to do is to come off a salesy or if they right. smell sales if they smell salesperson they're out right so it's really that information-based approach and understanding that journey and that's where the nuances of this really come in so this is uh, this has been great. Talk a little bit more about what kind of syndicators have been able to do using this, this strategy. Yeah, so go out to be able to go out there. You know, I've had people, and I actually have a, an associate here in Arizona. He, um, he and I shared some notes, but he worked with a company in Arizona, and I think they raised 1.5 million using similar strategies, right? And so we've incorporated some of their best practices as well. I've had syndicators who've been able to connect with accredited investors. I've had syndicators who have had a list in the past and they had no way of reaching people directly. Direct mail was proving to be very expensive and email just wasn't getting open where they could pull in a list inside the software and go out there and get a few hundred connections or even a few thousand connections who are accredited investors and build that network and build that pool. So it's a really powerful thing for getting those types of meetings, for getting people who are interested um, and ultimately for raising capital as well. Okay. And there's, different ways to, again, there's so many d- different approaches. There's another approach is the referral approach is connecting with people, for example, who are in the financial planning space or who are fiduciaries who tend to work with high net worth individuals and getting warm introductions that way. So I've seen syndicators do that successfully. So there's a wide range of tools, a wide range of strategies. There's a lot to learn here, but it's an absolute goldmine for syndicators. 
Yeah, it really is. And what I, what I love about this process you're describing, Yaakov, is it really satisfies the SEC regulations about building pre-existing substantive relationships. And sometimes this can take several weeks. Uh, we have multiple touch points over LinkedIn, then you're transitioning to email and possibly a phone call. So it really satisfies that as well in a, in a very natural way. So I really love this as a as a tool in, in people's toolkit to expand their network of investors once they've exhausted their, you know, their sphere of influence. But I think there is more to be said Yaakov. And so you and I, before this call, agreed to do another training. So what we decided to do, everyone listening and watching this, is we're going to uh, do a live webinar where, where Yaakov is going to teach on a deeper level about this. I think it's a really useful thing for everyone who's raising capital, which is going to be all of you guys and gals listening to this, that you really need. And I really love this approach about uh, with LinkedIn. So from about a week from this, when this podcast airs, we're going to have a live webinar with Yaakov and I, where he's going to go and teach more about this. And if you watch this, uh, you know, sometime after it lives, uh, we're going to record that, that training and you can watch it later on, even several months in the future. And the way you register for this webinar is uh, themichaelblank.com forward slash LinkedIn. So themichaelblank.com forward slash LinkedIn is to uh, register for the live webinar or the recorded one. And I think this is a really powerful thing. So it's been great uh, meeting you, Yaakov. I think what you're doing is awesome. It's a, it's a giant missing piece in the syndicator's toolbox. In the meantime, as they're registering for the, for the webinar, how can people find out more about you and, uh, and the LinkedIn stuff that you're doing? Yeah, so the website is linkedleads.us. We've got some great resources there. Uh, we have a cheat sheet there for getting your profile, what I call irresistible, and that's just linkleads.us. And Michael, I think we can have a separate link as well for that cheat sheet. So that, that's where people can go to find resources. And certainly, I'm pretty easy to find on LinkedIn as well. Yakov Smart. Um, I think I'm the only Yakov Smart on LinkedIn. So if you just search for me, you will find that's good stuff, man. I mean, you're, you're definitely a LinkedIn expert and you know your stuff and uh, that's the training you provide is, is awesome and super useful. So thanks for coming on the show and sharing everything about LinkedIn to raise more money. You are welcome. Thank you for having me. Well, I hope that was as interesting and useful to you as it was for me when I first met Yaakov several months ago. I've been watching him for a while. He was just developing his program several months ago, and I participated in an early version of it, and I was like, man, this is some really unbelievable stuff. And we've actually played around with it. I think our challenge has been to try to find someone to work this system, but it's a good one. And so definitely check it out. If you're interested in the training, it's going to be at themichaelblank.com forward slash LinkedIn. And it's going to be just about a week after this episode airs. It'll be a live training at the time and uh, what yeah, what he's going to do is he's actually going to pick someone and do a hot seat so we're going to look at that person's LinkedIn account and he's going to critique that person and provide guidance based on the spot system he just talked about so it's super cool head on over to themichaelblank.com forward slash LinkedIn and let's go deep on this stuff super powerful stuff that uh, Yaakov teaches it's, it's a game changer for sure if you combine it with an online platform, this is kind of what we're doing, is you need an online platform where you can capture someone's leads and get them to schedule a call with you. And so that series of automations of web pages and emails is what I call a, an online platform. And so in fact, uh, I offer separate training on this at themichaelblank.com forward slash platform on how you build an online platform to capture leads and nurture those leads until they schedule a call with you and become what I call deal ready. At that point, you can then present them 
with a live deal via a live webinar. That whole thing is an online platform. And when you've got that built, now you just drop leads into that. So now you can go on other people's podcasts. You can write a book. You can speak at a meetup. And you can use this LinkedIn strategy. So when you reach out to someone who's uh, interested about alternative investments, you can say, hey, I got this special report. Uh, it's called, what's the better investment, stock market or real estate? Head on over to my site, themichaelblank.com, and download it. And so that is the start of the platform. So it's a great automatic way to transition LinkedIn as a lead generator for your online platform and then using that automation to nurture that person and turn them into an investor. So that training is a, a recorded training. It's an on-demand training I did. It's about 30 minutes long. Is at themichaelblank.com forward slash platform. And uh, combining those two, man, lights out. So I'm really excited about uh, the stuff that Yakov talked about today. And uh, again, that webinar is themichaelblank.com forward slash LinkedIn. And then look at the other one. There's another 30 minutes at forward slash platform. And combining those two is really, really awesome. If you're interested in investing yourself or you're interested in investing with us, but you're not sure about it yet, that special report I talked about is, in fact, at themichaelblank.com forward slash report. It's called What's the Best Investment in Stocks or Real Estate? So if you're on the fence about investing in something else besides the stock market, that is a fantastic report to try to check out. If you're interested in investing with us, uh, our company is called Nighthawk Equity, then head on over to nighthawkequity.com and click the join button. And that way uh, you can schedule a call with, with us and explore whether investing with us makes sense or not. And once that's done, we can present you with a future opportunity. So that's if you're already interested in investing in multifamily syndications, we'd love to talk with you. All right, guys. Hope you guys found that useful. I'll catch you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Apartment Building Investing Podcast with Michael Block. For more free podcasts, articles, and videos, go to themichaelblanc.com. There, you can also download the free ebook, The Secret to Raising Money to Buy Your First Apartment Building. Till next time.